Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to take a close look at Disney. Uh, what's going on there and why so many Americans are saying no more uh, to Disney services and Disney uh, amusement parks and Disney products. Uh, we're also going to take a look at churches and their opportunity to have their voice heard like never before prior to the next midterm election in 2024. Uh, to help us talk about these and other case matters, we have with us here the uh, pastor liaison for the Pacific Justice Institute, uh, Peter, Pastor Peter Mord, uh, who also has an office that just opened up for Pacific Justice Institute. First, uh, tell me about this office that just opened up. Yeah, we're excited about opening up the church engagement office there in Palmdale, California. So it's the PJI Church, church engagement, engagement Office. Yes, in, in Palmdale, California. In Palmdale, California, and really what we're doing is we're engaging people who have the time uh, to make phone calls to be involved uh, in the process of civic stewardship. Okay, very good, very good. And uh, what do you want to accomplish? In this uh, through this office, what's yeah? What thanks. are some specifics here? Thanks for asking. So I think it's a great resource to help churches all across the country. Absolutely. So we we've had an overwhelming number of people who said, "I want to be a part. I don't know what I can do, but I want to do something." Um, they are watching legislative uh, things that are coming across, calling uh, co congressmen and women. Um, they are calling churches, uh, getting them to sign up for voter registration. Uh, calling churches, asking them if there are people who could run for office, maybe local elections. Um, they are they're connecting uh, people with legal services uh, in churches that, that have them. So, I mean, a, a ton of volunteer hours uh, for kingdom advancement, but also for, for the advancement of, of freedom and freedom-loving people. You know, you know what I like about it is that, is that it's empowering churches. Mm -hmm. It's allowing churches to know their rights, uh, know their opportunities, uh, even different ministries that they can partner with they may not be aware of that can really help further their outreach to the community. Um, and yet also to, they, they learn about what our services are to, to serve right. them and assist them without charge. It's a major move for empowering churches across America. Yeah. Roughly how many churches would you say that uh, you've already contacted uh, through this this uh, ministry part of Pacific Justice Institute. Yeah, so uh, we're a couple dozen, or we're we're currently in in touch with uh, about a thousand churches, um, and and that's our goal is to get a thousand churches motivated for the midterm election. Uh, we want to see biblical values, Brad, um, highlighted at the ballot box. Um, not only that, we want to see people in communities with. Uh, God-fearing God values at the ballot box watching what's happening. Um, last election, there, there was a lot of stuff that happened that, that, that people um, you know, were kind of a, asleep at the wheel. And no longer, we need to stand up for our communities. Everything happens locally. And so we're empowering local people to do their, their part. Yeah. Well, I, I know that there's a, been a critical need for it. Uh, churches for a long time have had outside groups uh, political groups come in and say, um, yeah, will you do this for us? Um, will you help push this for us? Uh, but I have not seen such a, an orchestrated effort 
to connect with the pastors to say, um, here's what we can do to help you. Here's how we can serve you. Here's how we can help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what you're doing is about. Right. And I think that's why we have such a, a wonderful response with a lot of these churches doing voter registration Sundays, for example, right. because they know it's coming from uh, people like Pacific Justice Institute that actually care for them, that work with them, that have, pr- that have represented them without charge and serve them. So I think it's a, a wonderful tool. I'm excited about it. Once again, it's called the PJI Church Engagement, engagement Office. Mm-hmm. office. Church yeah. Engagement Office. I was saying empowerment before. So Church Engagement Office, PJI Church Engagement Office. Yeah. And it's located in, uh, I guess, in Palmdale. Palmdale, California. Palmdale, mm-hmm. California. Yeah. So uh, that's our sixth office in California. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, it really yeah. is. So many people say, well, California, that's where there's... Uh, you know, so many bad things are influencing the nation. Well, we've got some good things influencing the nation, That's like right. the PGI Church Engagement Office. And the darker the night, the brighter the light shines, and, and that's what we intend to do here in Los Angeles County. Yeah, it's, uh, that's excellent. So folks out there, if you uh, attend a church, check and find out if, if they're linked up with the PGI Church Engagement Office. Uh, if not, uh, you go to the website, uh, pji.org, check on our churches, and, uh, and, and look at our resources, and and uh, how your church can uh, partner with uh, PJI's uh, Church Engagement Office and uh, get our resources and all our empowerment uh, information to help your church really reach out to their community, really make sure that your church's voice is heard. The Biden administration has announced recently, just I guess last Friday, Mm -hmm. that they will be terminating the Title 42 public health policy at the U.S.-Mexico border on May 23rd. Right. My understanding, Peter, is that this is going to result in many, many more people, hundreds of thousands, millions, coming across the border illegally. Right. Is that? Absolutely. So our border patrol officers are already overwhelmed at the border. Um, there are thousands. Uh, right now, it's about... Um, and anywhere from six to eight thousand a day are coming across our southern border illegally um, per day, per day, per day. And and that's just the ones they know of. Right. Um, that's not that's not the ones that kind of, you know, find a find a crease and, and we're not aware of. So six to eight thousand a day. And with Title 42, they have some holding facilities and they have some things that they can do to try to, you know, keep them at bay. Um, and, then, and, and, then and release back. them and, 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 sent, and send them back so they're not released into our country, right? Right. So that's, that's happening right now. Right now. As far as keeping at bay and then sending some of them back, right. not releasing and, them. And still a but lot of them. get rid of, of that completely. If absolutely. And, and just, they'll just let them go free anywhere in the country. Uh, all they have to do is lay claim to just say, I have, I have an asylum. I, I'm, I'm seeking an asylum. And right. they'll say, okay, we take your word for it. Go well, and... And we'll contact you in a few years on when you need to appear in court? That's the problem, is legally <laughs> there's no way to verify whether or not they have a legitimate asylum case. For, uh, asylum case. for instance, PGI works with legitimate asylum cases. Well, people and from communist countries, exactly. radical Muslim countries, exactly. or Christians and Jews who are being persecuted, their, their lives are, on, are imminent threat to, to uh, be taken by some radical. So those are the people we help. Those, peop- those frauds coming from south of the border... No, we don't touch exactly. those because they're fraudulent. Right. So everyone knows it. That's the sad. That's the thing. It's like it's no joke. Everyone knows it. Border Patrol, 
Biden administration knows right. it. Right. So, so take those fraudulent cases and times them by 10,000, and that's what we're going to be getting. Um, anywhere from 18 to 20,000 people a day uh, will be overwhelming our system. Um, that's a massive increase, a 300% increase actually from last year to this year. And last year was a 24-year high, highest year on record in the United States history for illegal immigrants coming across the border and staying. Not just coming across and leaving, coming across and staying. So our systems are already overwhelmed, and now it's going to go from really bad to really worse. Uh, and, and what I think is going to end up happening is you're going to get these, you're going to get massive um, uh, amounts of Border Patrol agents just hanging, hanging it up saying, I, we, this is pointless. Why even have a Border Patrol with, without Title 42? And actually, a lot of the people are, are you know, waving the flag. But it's, it's if, if, if May 23rd comes and Title 42 goes away, this country will be a completely different country. Did you know that PJI preserves students' rights to share their faith and protects them from indoctrination? We also provide free resources to help promote evangelism within the public schools and educational resources to give parents legal advice for choosing an alternative to public education. Keep current on the educational landscape by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. Uh, you know, before we talk about these other issues, yeah. uh, Peter, you have a, another show that you, you do here on his channel. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this show. It's called Focus. It's actually called His Channel Live. And, oh, uh, His Channel Live. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's going through some uh, narratives that, you know, showcasing some people's stories and, and uh, how I, as the pastor liaison at Pacific Justice, um, have been able to connect with them, collaborate, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful time just to sit down with someone and hear how the grace of God has developed in their life and, and how uh, people can connect with them. It's, it's, it's been a great, great show, and uh, we're looking forward to continuing it as well. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So if people want to watch one of your shows, your episodes, there's other people who host episodes. Yes, host uh, episodes presently. as well. Yeah, they can just go to the on-demand, or I, generally I believe it's on Tuesdays that they come out. Okay, yeah, yeah. very good, very good. Churches are upset. Mm-hmm. across America, and uh, they have a lot of concerns. Uh, first, let's talk about that. What are the concerns of churches right now across America? Uh, right now, churches are concerned with the direction of our country. I mean, uh, it, not just, I'm, I'm not talking about gas prices here, okay? That, that, that's a separate topic. Not just the financial direction. I'm talking about the moral direction. And, and I will tell you, Brad, that many pastors are kind of waking up and realizing that the more moral temperature of our nation is really a report card of the church, that the church has been absent from the city center. The church has been absent from, from most of the decision-making that's been happening. They haven't had a voice in culture. And so we're seeing the result of, of biblical values being absent from uh, culture. And now they're, they're standing up, and there's lots of churches that are saying, we're, we're getting off the bench. We're getting in the game. We're going to make our voice heard. And they're doing that in several different ways. And yeah. uh, so not are, just are, at the ballot box. Okay, so what are the ways they're doing? Because one is, I know, is to empower them to register voters. Absolutely. And to get their people to vote biblically. Yes. I know your, your office. Uh, That's the, first base. Yeah. Okay. That's first base. You, 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 can't, you, you can't get past that. You, you have to. We, as a nation, 
have been given this nation as a stewardship opportunity from God. You, you, you can't look at, at on honest American history, when you look back at the founding of our nation and say there was not a sovereign element there, that God was, his hand was at the beginning of this nation. I mean, there were lots of things, not just on the Delaware, not just, you know, with, with Washington, but I mean, things leading up to that. God was at the forefront. Uh, the Bible was the most referenced document in our founding documents. So, so we, we are a nation that, that we need to steward. If I believe every American will stand before God and give an account for how he or she stewarded this nation, okay, and our freedoms. That's the first thing. So voter registration, absolutely, we all need to steward that, and we all need to get the word out. I think the second part is what can you do? Can you go to school uh, board meetings? Can you watch what legislation is coming out in your city, in your, in your county, in your state? What are you able to do? Your involvement, not just running, but also knowing what's happening and being involved. I think that's really important. So you say you mean like the average person out yeah. there, this is who attends a church, there's actually specific things that they can do yes. to have a cultural impact. Because probably people, oftentimes when people hear the word church, they think of the pastor. So what's the pastor supposed to do? Right. I guess the pastor one of the, it can convey this information, introduce the information to the pe people that, of their church. Right. And, uh, and then we have resources to enable and empower churches to, and pastors to be able to to get their, their members off the, out of, off the stands and, and onto the game. Right. So community involvement, absolutely. I would say third base is when you actually run for an office. When you say, I, I'm going to be a part of the change. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of, of this. And by the way, our nation has, has a, a three-stool uh, approach. It's financial, it's political, and it's spiritual. If any one of those fall... They all fall. If you, if, you, if you don't have financial freedom, you don't have freedom. If you don't have political freedom, you don't have freedom. But we know that if you don't have spiritual freedom, you, don't, you think you're free, but you're not free. Jesus said you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So the spiritual aspect of our nation is crumbling. Churches have to restore that. Churches have to get back in our community and say, hey, listen, you can, call these, you can call these values whatever you want to call them. You call them red, you call them conservative, you call them whatever you want to call them, but they are principles that if we forsake these principles, everything's going to crumble. We have to, we, that voice has to be heard. And it can't just be heard by one person or one church, or like you said, the pastor. It has to be a resounding voice where every politician, regardless of what side of the aisle on, they're hearing from us. And, and every time they go to vote about a certain issue, they're hearing from us. And every time that, that we want to stand for something, they know, oh, I better not touch that thing because there is a massive wave of people that are coming. And that's what we're going to see. The midterm election is going to be one of the biggest shifts in our nation uh, that we've ever seen, not just politically, but I'm praying spiritually. I'm praying that it'll have massive repercussions because people are awake. People know this is the time. If, if, if we don't stand now, we, we won't probably have an opportunity to stand. So they're ready to steward it. Not just the polling shows that, but we're, we're seeing that in many different aspects of society. Uh, I know that uh, if uh, the people from the left got more seats in the Senate and the mm -hmm. House, there's horrific legislation that they would pass that would just pounce on religious freedom, like the, you know, the Equality Act, which is not about equality, which is about oppression of people of faith, uh, parents' rights, uh, churches. I know politically, apparently, there's been a, a major shift 
in party preference uh, some in incredible historic proportion of, of, of shifts from from uh, one party to another. What's what's going on? What's yeah. what, what's the data say? Well, uh, there are some liberal polls that are like 12.9%, you know, of, of it's a 12.9 shift. I think it's more closer to 15 to 16%. Of what? Um, the, the, shift the, from what to what? Shift from uh, left to right, specifically. But, but so, so people who said before they're, you know, Democrat, yeah. you're saying you're talking about up, up to 15, 16% or... The reason why that's are so shifting to saying we're they're Republican. Yes, yeah. So it's it's that's not huge. just shift in in party preference. It's shift in how they're they're planning on voting this fall. I believe that that is a direct response to how the churches are 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 getting more vocal. I believe that it's not people don't. That's not happening because the the news media just started reporting the news. No, that's happening because local bodies of believers are starting to talk about, hey, we need to stand up. We need to talk about this. And, and I believe that it's having a, a national effect. Now, Peter, I know that you've done this in the past uh, where you've uh, worked to uh, like host breakfasts or luncheons right. for right. area pastors right. uh, to empower them and give them information. Uh, and of course, we have more resources now than ever before. Right. It was very effective in the, right. during the last election. Uh, you were able to manage to uh, orchestrate 10,454 new voters right. in eight congressional districts that yes. were targeted. Uh, moving forward, if someone's watching this, they say, gosh, I'd like my pastor to attend a breakfast or, uh, yeah. or, or to, to be linked in with this, yes. this policy center, this um, PJI Church Engagement Center. Yes. Uh, once again, they just simply go to the website. Yeah, four churches. Just click on four churches. You'll see all of the information on the website. On the website. So mm -hmm. they go to pji.org, click four churches. Yes, and they get all that information moving forward. I think this is real important because we can talk all about, about problems, and I know we at Pacific Justice Institute we work uh, very very diligently on the litigation side where we're dealing with existing laws, existing case law. Uh, I just found out from our chief counsel before this show that. Our cases, I was telling people that they went from 50 to 75. We now have 85 cases in active litigation. They're, they're just, it's growing like crazy on the litigation side. But if we go upstream uh, and talk about changing the laws, that's where your division comes so, so critically important because we're talking then about getting the right people elected exactly. to change the laws. It's preventative. Which is preventative, so we don't have to file lawsuits challenging these laws as unconstitutional down, yeah. down, downstream. Disney mm -hmm. uh, has been a huge disappointment. It's always been known, I remember when I was a kid, as a, it's like the safe place. It's, yeah. it's the happiest place on earth. Happiest yeah. place on earth. Uh, no one felt excluded. Uh, you know, you know, it's a small world. I mean, it, it was just very loving, embracing. Anyone could go there and not feel uh, isolated. They've now taken a, uh, a direction that's very dark and, and uh, the opposite direction. And, and basically, they've become a propaganda institution for the radical LGBTQ movement. And in so doing, sending signals to their employees and customers and others that um, if you believe in a Christian biblical worldview, um, we don't like you, we don't want you, you're subhuman. That's effectively what they're doing. Tell me more. Yeah, so there's something else that's happening at the same time that I don't think is a coincidence. Um, there's a massive amount of um, 
you know, sexual misconduct that's happened specifically with minors. So at, 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 at Disneyland, at Disneyland or, or several, several uh, dozen people have been fired over the last few weeks um, in response to this. So, so, so you have that issue, which, which lots of corporations have had in the past. So I, I get that, but, but this is at Disneyland. So it's not the safe place that you, that you talk good about. Good night. You're talking about employees that have recently had not just one or two, but a, a good number that have been fired for sexual misconduct of little ch of children there at Disneyland or Disney World. Right, right. So, so that's being investigated. We're not exactly sure what's going to come of that. I just okay. don't think it's a, a coincidence that you're having that, and this whole discussion that's that's been brewing about the as they and these are their words, not mine. The not so secret gay agenda, where they are wanting fifty percent or more of all of their main characters in their children movies to be either uh, bisexual or gay or trans. transgender. Right. Really? So the main characters, okay. they're wanting to put this. And they've, they've, been, they've been subtly putting it in over the last few years. These are, these are things that little, little children. Little children. Yeah. The parents will, will say, oh, it's rated G. I'm right. going to take my little boy and girl to see this new Disney animated film. And right. we can be confident now that 50% of their characters are going to be characters because of this radical... LGBTQ woke uh, liberal agenda. Yeah, it's going to be. These are now going to be films for the purpose of indoctrination of innocent little children to see and think ways that are completely divergent from what is right and healthy and good. And this is really Disney's response to the bill that was proposed, or actually that was signed by uh, Governor uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. DeSantis in Florida, who, which he said he did not want schools to start indoctrinating children uh, in third grade and below, which I am completely in agreement with. And they twisted it and said that you no longer in Florida can say gay. Well, no, that's not what they was saying. He was saying with the really young elementary kids, we shouldn't be planting these seeds in their, in their, in their thoughts. Let them grow up and decide but let's let's have a safe space of kindergarten to third grade where they can just learn about normal things. Not it's not he didn't say you have to go in there and teach them, you know, Christian values in the school. He just said, let's stop the the indoctrination of our children from a very young age. And you know what Disney came out and said? We are going to overturn this bill. We're going to do everything we can. And this is in the response to that. They're going to give millions. Disney has said they're going to give millions of dollars to fund, I guess you know, radical LGBTQ loving candidates to try to take out the governor, take out the legislature there in Florida. And the parents of Florida and the people of faith better be outspoken. They better make sure that they right. register and they vote because now Disney has become, says, we're going to get you. Yes. You parents out there who don't want your children exposed to the, the, this radical, uh, immoral agenda. Yes. Uh, that we're going to we're going to get you. We're going to take out these legislators. We're going to control Florida. Yes. And um, and in reality, the massive number of people out there, parents across America, say this is a good policy. They shouldn't talk about sexuality and gender confusion to little children from kindergarten through third grade. Frankly, I think the bill is too conservative. It should be through high schools, through senior year of high school. Taxpayer money should never be used to fund. For, for schools, anything other than education. Right. And indoctrination should be taken out completely, especially kids are working through com uh, confusion issues. 
um, if anything, you know, they need to be leave this to the parents and let parents be notified, let parents be able to yeah. get counseling and proper support and care for their children. Brad, I have a third grader. I cannot imagine some of the explicit things that, that Florida schools were telling third graders. I cannot imagine my third grader sitting there and listening to that and the thoughts that that would plant in his heart. I mean, as a parent, that, that makes me irate because you have to protect these children, uh, not plant seeds of doubt about their gender or whatever. And, and unfortunately, I have to admit, um, we have states across America that are, are, are implementing right. these outrageous policies. California's one all the way down to the kindergarten level. Uh, the pandemic uh, held it back mm -hmm. because it was via Zoom and a lot of schools said, oh shoot, parents are, are, are watching this. Parents were screaming and yelling, pulling their kids out of public schools, putting them in a, a private Christian Zoom instead. Yes. But now it's going to be fully implemented in California. Children all the way down to kindergarten, other states, Washington State, Oregon, New York. Horrific, evil, uh, radical LGBTQ indoctrination. It's, it's, it's very serious, and parents need to take it very seriously. And uh, I need to look at, I think, educational alternatives like church homeschool co-ops that we have information available on our website. How churches can step in and start homeschool co-ops. We've got to wake up and we've got to make our voice heard. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.